A new Kentucky state bill could become what a WKU professor calls a student loan borrower's bill of rights. We'll talk about what that means and learn about a new concept for schooling in Bowling Green. We'll also hear how the Muslim ban being lifted affects the city and the campus community. This is the Top of the Week podcast, a production of the College Heights Herald at Western Kentucky University. I'm Laurel Deppin. Pod schooling is a method of learning founded on smaller student-to-teacher ratios. In Bowling Green, the Chapel Hill Pod School has just opened, and the head of the school says its method of teaching is focused on hands-on projects and small group collaboration. She also says it's open to the idea of allowing WKU students to complete their student teaching requirement there, and the class sizes are capped at 15 students. The Kentucky House of Representatives is considering a bill focused on the rights of student loan borrowers. WKU history professor and state representative Patty Minter is one of the sponsors of the bill. She says she talked to her students about what they're facing and her friends in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who are still paying off their student debt. For WKU students, more than $82 million was taken out in student loans between 2019 and 2020. The bill would increase transparency around interest rates on loans and create an office of an ombudsman. And the ombudsman would act as an advocate for borrowers and help them resolve issues with their servicers. If passed, the bill would go into effect in 2022. The federal Muslim ban was lifted on January 21st, and the Herald's managing editor, Ellie Tolbert, wanted to explore what that means for the Bowling Green and WKU communities. So Ellie, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So can you tell me a little bit about the Muslim ban and what you learned in your reporting? So in 2017, President Donald Trump signed an executive order banning foreign nationals from seven predominantly Muslim countries. Um, So that meant that flights were canceled from those countries and um, it just made it a lot harder to come over to the United States. Um, So that just a lot of Americans who maybe are, have families in other countries or people that were planning on coming over, they ended up not being able to just because of flights being canceled and whatnot, so. And so what effect did that have on Bowling Green specifically? Yeah, so Bowling Green is, we have a very high immigrant population. Um, So my reporting, talking with um, the executive director of the International Center of Kentucky, he told me that um, about half of the immigrants in Bowling Green are Muslim. Um, So that had a lot of effect on Bowling Green, and like particularly people's families couldn't come over. Um, at the International Center itself had uh, protests and whatnot and against the ban. So, yeah, a lot of people in Bowling Green were affected by this. And so now, like since it's been lifted, how has that, ch- that reaction changed? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was kind of a sigh of relief for the Muslim community, and it definitely sparked a lot of hope for them um, because it is signaling that America and Bowling Green specifically has values of acceptance and um, just welcoming people to this country. Um, It also uh, could potentially affect the economy because we'll have more people coming to this city, more people, um, you know, taking part in um, buying and owning businesses and whatnot. So um, it could have a good effect on the city. 
And so then, um, specifically at WKU, um, you talked to some people about that. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you learned? Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Sunnygaard, who is the uh, director of the international office, he talked a lot about how we have a good portion of um, Muslim international students at WKU as well. Um, And so I think he said that there's about 120 Muslim uh, international students out of 218 international students total. So that's like almost half. Um, And so it just is a way to let them know that, you know, we accept them, we're here for them, as well as they no longer have to worry about um, just that another thing, especially with the pandemic going on. And a lot of uh, international students had to go home. Some of them have come back. Some of them were able to stay, but that's just one less worry that they have to um, you know, have. so Right, yeah. And so is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you learned that was particularly interesting? Um, yeah, I think that with speaking with everyone I've talked to, one of the biggest things about this was just how Bowling Green is a very welcoming community. And so um, the Muslim ban was just something that never really sat right with people in Bowling Green. Um, Everyone I've talked to has said that just because of the fact that we are a college town, we have people coming here every year, so we're always accepting new people, whether they're just from other parts of the state or other countries, um, that the Bowling Green is just a very welcoming community that's open to you know new businesses, changes, and whatnot. And so the end of the Bunsen ban has just been um, a, a light for people that live here. So, Well, Ellie, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time and your reporting. Yeah, thank you. And that's it for this week's podcast. For more news, you can get the Herald in your email inbox every weekday by subscribing to our newsletter at wkuherald.com slash newsletter. The print edition is still available around Bowling Green and WKU's campus with new editions out every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Top of the week will be in your feeds next Wednesday. So remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, have a great week.